Hey sis, welcome back to Black and SOS. It's your girl Snobby. And before we get into today's topic, let me just tell y'all, right? So I thought my braces were going to be off already. That's number one. Number two, when I went in for my appointment this week on Monday, I thought I was going to be getting a two weeks notice. Like, hey, it's time. Your braces are coming off in two weeks. Instead, they put more metal in my mouth. New metal, more metal. The tech was rough. It just, you know, wasn't my regular woman. Everything was a shit show. Long story short is they are trying to rotate my top, the top row, like the front teeth, so that they come a little further over the bottom row. That is causing my, obviously my teeth to shift. That's the whole purpose of the process. But right now my teeth are in places they weren't in before. So it feels awkward as shit. So um, yeah, if it looks crazy on screen, Sorry, y'all. Can't do nothing about that. If it sounds crazy, because it sounds crazy to me, but, you know, we, we don't often hear ourselves the way we actually sound. But to me, I sound crazy. Like, I can't pronounce certain words appropriately or properly. And I, it's it's a lot, okay? I, I'm going through for the record. So I so want to give y'all that disclaimer. This is where we're at. <laughs> this is where we're at. All right, so let's get into Black women in election 2020. Now, I know we all got election fatigue. I mean, honestly, the only people who may be more fatigued than you and I are the people that are working the election, like the poll counters, uh, the, the poll watchers, the uh, the ballot counters, and well, I guess they're not poll watchers at this point. They're vote watchers, whatever the hell they're called. The people that are watching the ballots get count, the people that are counting the ballots, the uh, news personalities that are reporting in on the districts live around the clock, like they're probably the only people on planet Earth who are more exhausted than us. That being said, I did want to focus on some of the highlights of Black women in election 2020, kind of give us a reason to be less exhausted about the election. So first things first, yo, Cop it up for Queen Stacy. Queen Stacy. I mean, let's talk about Stacy Yvonne Abrams. Because <clears throat> sis is a whole ass queen. Sis really made her enemies her goddamn footstool. When they say faith without work is nothing, listen, listen, listen. Sis is on the other side of that. That is faith, that is work, that is knowing your purpose, moving in your destiny, that is being unwavered and knowing what's on your heart and what's meant for you to fulfill. I mean, sis is a living word. They stole that election from her two years ago and all it did was fan the flame for her to step into her real purpose, her real purpose. She had already been in government. She had been in government like a decade before she ran ran for governor. You know what, before I even get into that, cause y'all know I stand for my Zodiac and I stand, you know, for JDs everywhere. It, it, if you got a JD, you know the rite of passage law school is. So I stand for JDs everywhere. Listen, my, and also HBCU alum, because I am all, I am all the above, okay? Sis is a Sagittarius. We know I love her. Team Sag, roll out. Sis is a Yale Law graduate. 
Come through, Team JD. Come through. And Sis is Spelman alum. Can we get lit for the HBCUs that are just out here breeding excellence? Can we really just, I'm gonna just take a, I'm gonna take a 30 second pause to hail up HBCUs everywhere. We all, we are super competitive and we all like to talk shit with each other and like, oh, my HBCU is the best, mine is the best, but let me tell you something. We all are fucking excellent. HBCUs everywhere are excellent. We breed excellence. We are excellent. We come from a history of excellence. And I think election 2020 really put that on display with um, Queen Stacy and Auntie Kamala. I mean... Y'all really can't tell me shit right now. You can't tell me shit about my HBCU anyway. I'm a goddamn rattler, so you know you can't tell me shit. But right now, at this very moment, if you thought you could tell me shit, you better pack that shit up, baby, because I got time. You better pack that shit up. You know, for a long time, they have tried to convince us that HBCUs are less. Bitch, where? Bitch, where? No, we may have less endowments, but we're not less. The fact that we continue to reach such heights with less endowments just proves we are that much more. We are that much more. We are literally the epitome of excellence. Listen, I stand. I stand. Back on to Queen Stacey Yvonne Abrams. When they snatch that goddamn election from her, Sis said, y'all got me fucked up. Bitch, you thought. Bitch, you thought. She went ahead, created her, um, she created her organization. What's it called? It's called um, uh, Fair Rights. And if anybody knows better than I do, by all means, correct me, but I, Fair Right Action, yeah. She started that right after they snatched that election from her. If you're not familiar with voter suppression and what it looks like in America, honestly, you have to be white because all the rest of us have experienced it like real time. So you would literally have to be white to not know what it is. But if you don't know what it is, I strongly advise that you use your Googles and get yourself educated on what voter suppression looks like because that is what they did. And sis said, bitch, you thought created her organization, really got out there, um, linked up with a lot of other people who were also doing the work on the ground. You know, I really hate when we make it seem like one person is doing everything because that's never the case. And I, why I really like Stacy is because she always, always makes it known, listen, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm, you know, I wasn't the first one at this. I won't be the last. Um, she just was really able to utilize the platform that she garnered and mobilize a lot of people. I think she registered over 800,000 people to vote and that is impressive as fuck. I know how hard it is to get people to register to vote. I have been doing this a very long time. And once upon a time I was a foot, you know, foot to pavement register people to vote person. So I know how very hard it is to mobilize disenfranchised people to vote when you already don't feel like anybody fucks with you at all. Fuck the long way. You don't feel like anybody fucks with you at all. So it's like, why vote? Um, so it's just super impressive that she was able 
through her organization and through her uh, and through her collaborations to register 800,000 people to vote. That is, I mean, overwhelmingly impressive uh, that she took what was really a robbery and made it kind of a golden parachute is it's quintessential black women you know you you can give us the scraps it don't matter we're gonna still make a beautiful buffet out of it now y'all know the shit that pisses me off is we shouldn't have to we shouldn't have to but i ain't gonna hop on that motherfucking soapbox today we're gonna keep it focused <laughs> on the positive of black women in election 2020 but queen stacy uh we owe her an overwhelming debt of gratitude. The fact that Georgia could potentially flip blue, the fact that Georgia is having two Senate runoffs in January, which could, which could potentially give the Democrats back the majority in the Senate. I mean, this is not work that can be overlooked. And and as we are all watching uh, the minutia of the voting, the minutia of, of the counts unfold, it's just a testament to how loud and fucking wrong a lot of you motherfuckers were when you were like, well, my vote don't matter. My vote don't count. Ain't shit gonna change. Ah, ah. If your vote didn't matter, nobody would go out of their way to fucking suppress it. Example, use your life as an example. And this is honestly only gonna work if you're actually a dope person. Sorry, not sorry. Here's where we're at. If you are a dope person, think about all of the people in your life that have hated on you over the years. They didn't hate, they didn't hate on you because you had nothing to offer. They hated on you because when you came in a room, you shifted their energy. They hated on you because when you walked in a room, you shifted the attention. They came in the room because something you have, they want, and they don't know how to get it, but they don't want you to have it either. When you walk in a room and don't nobody give a fuck, <laughs> it's because you're not a threat. It's because you're not a fucking threat. Point blank, period. So yes, your vote matters. Your voice matters. They are trying to suppress you because you have power and you have influence. And when we collectively move, we show that. We show that. And I really love how election 2020 has put that on display, not just for African-Americans, but also for the Latino community, for the Native American community. Listen, listen, POCs, y'all showed up, y'all showed out, and I fucking love it. And I know a lot of people hate POCs. POC is a term that I'm very comfortable with just because a million thousand years ago, I was over the, all the POC clubs at my college. So it's just a term I've been using at this point for half my fucking life. You don't like it, don't use it, you know, <laughs> substitute it with whichever language makes you more comfortable, whatever language suits your constitution. Um, but this is, you know, this is the language that I use. That being said, sis started her organization, mobilized disenfranchised voters, got people registered to vote, and is literally in the process of making history by flipping a historically red state. Not that it's never been blue. I think it's been blue maybe once or twice before, but don't quote me. I am not Ballotopedia, so I could be wrong, and maybe it was blue once. But it is a historically red state. So 
to flip it and to flip it now um, with the current climate of the country is just, it's overwhelmingly impressive. It is um, a precedence that I think if, if we are being honest, started being set some years back when the young people really got involved with um, with Obama's um, with Obama's uh, campaign. I think that what what we learned from Obama's campaign is that people really do want change and people want to feel a part of that change. And so when you engage people in a genuine way, they will also engage in the process. And that's the only way we're going to actually see change. You know, that's how we got the squad. You know, that's, <laughs> and yeah, I listen, y'all know I stand for AOC. A real one, Bronx chick stand up. So it's how we actually start to get quote unquote progressives into our major parties. Do they have to fall into our major parties? No, they don't. I, I forget the name of the person, but there's an independent who, who won um, during the general election and won that literally grassroots, just put to the pavement, getting signatures, getting people to turn out to vote. So no, you don't have to be a member of the major parties, but for those of us who are members of the major party and are looking to see our major parties kind of move in a direction that's more aligned with us and the times, uh, yeah, this is, this is how you do it. You need to have your foot on the ground. You really need to engage the people. You really need to make sure that the people not only feel heard, but feel seen. And you can't do that without me actually seeing you invest in me. Um, and Stacy did that. She she was not only able to do that as an individual, but she was also able to mobilize others that could do that and others that could influence. And it's just been, man, let me tell you something. If sis does not want to run for an election, I, you know what, I don't even give a fuck. If she does want to run, because I don't think there's going to be a seat vacant that she can run for for at least another two years, uh, at least a seat that is high enough for, for what she's earned. Um, she needs to be the head of the DNC. That is the kind of mobilization and the kind of strategic thought that we need leading this party. Yes, I'm a registered Democrat, have been my entire voting life. Um, doesn't mean that I agree with every policy that comes out of you know, my party, but I am a registered Democrat unapologetically. Um, and that is the kind of leadership that we need leading us into the next phase, especially we want that phase to be successful of our party. So I really look forward to seeing all the things that Queen Stacy is going to accomplish. Uh, but we are going to give sis all the flowers. Sis is going to get the botanical gardens. She will get the Bronx botanical gardens from me all day, every day, because it is overwhelmingly deserved. Thank you, Queen Stacy. Next, uh, we got Auntie Maxine. First of all, y'all know that I am not pro-political uh, lifers. I'm not. Never have been, never will be. That being said, I don't give a fuck. I love me some Auntie Maxine. <laughs> I love Auntie Maxine because she is literally your real ass aunt that comes to the family and then like, I thought a bitch said something. So she ran against a young black Republican dude, Joe Collins, I think his name is. Uh, what's his buddy's name? I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't mind fucking his name up because I don't care. But let's try to get it right. 
yeah, yeah, Joe Collins. So I got it right. Um, you know, Joe tried Auntie Maxine, and after Auntie Maxine won, or at least that's when I seen the tweet. I don't know when she sent the tweet out, to be honest, but I saw it after she won. Auntie Maxine said, <laughs> she said the Republicans spent $10 million trying to defeat me. Meanwhile, hold on, I don't want to miss nothing. She said, Buddy was dishonorably discharged from the Navy. He's a deadbeat father. He's got four kids from four different women. And he's behind on child support. <laughs> so, yo, first of all, Auntie not only gave him that fade, she didn't just give him the fade in the polls, but then she dragged him. If this ain't your favorite aunt, then I just don't know what to do for you because I stand. And then she concluded with, and we have receipts that we're sharing with any and everyone. Auntie, do tell. Now I'm locked and loaded for this because he has filed a defamation suit against her. And for those of us who are not JDs or Esquires, the truth is an absolute defense. <laughs> Listen, if Auntie Maxine got these receipts like she says she has, this lawsuit ain't gonna go nowhere, but his dirty laundry his dirty laundry is going to become that much more public record and public interest. And I'm on standby for it. <laughs> so congratulations to Auntie Maxine for the win and the drag. We stand a read. <laughs> All right, next up are our black women who made election 2020 a lot less exhausting. The squad. Listen, we love the squad. If you don't love the squad, I really don't know what to tell you. You you might want to turn my shit off because I'm about that life. I love those women. Um, if you don't know, the squad is AOC, Ayanna Presley, uh, Ilan Omar, and um, Rashida. And I'm sorry if I mispronounce her name, but I believe it's Laib. I could be wrong. I'll work on it. But y'all know who the squad is. First of all, the squad has been disrespected by the media, by their colleagues in Congress. Um, they have been disrespected by the president. Well, y'all's president. I don't fuck with Cheeto. He ain't never been my president. Um, but he has been disrespected by Buddy that, you know, has a residence at 1600. Excuse me. And they have just really endured exactly what all of us women of color have endured when we move up the ladder or when we attempt to move up the ladder when we attempt to move the needle when we do move the needle um they have been overwhelmingly undermined and and a lot of the focus have been on shit that doesn't matter and nevertheless they have stayed focused on the work they have stayed focused on their constituents they have kept their eyes on the prize and because of that they coasted to victory in their re-elections. There was no competition, bitch. I thought a bitch said something about the squad. Say what? That's what I thought. So congratulations to the squad. Super, super, super congrats to AOC. Y'all know I ride from my borough. Don't like it. Hit mute. <laughs> 
super congrats to AOC. Super, super proud of those four women, the work they continue to do, the way they continue to show our young girls representation. I just, you know, shit, all type of shit is happening in, in, in the studio right now. But um, anyway, for those of you who are only listening and not watching, I was heavy on the air quotes. Um, <laughs> they, um, they continue to really just exude hard work and excellence. They provide, you know, they are excellent role models to our, our young girls coming up. They provide representation that I know a lot of my generation didn't have, not that we didn't have anyone, but we didn't have it in droves like this. And we definitely didn't have it uh, with the, you know, with the diaspora a diaspora spread the way that we have with the squad. So it's beautiful to see. I am very proud to support them. And um, I hope that they keep up the good work. So congratulations to the squad. And thank you for making election 2020 less fucking <laughs> traumatic. Um, next, the first, the first. So we have some really, really dope first this year for election 2020. We had Michelle Rayner right here in Florida. Um, Y'all know, again, I'm always super proud of my Esquires. And she is, she started out in the PD's office. Um, then she went to private practice. And before getting elected, she was a civil rights attorney with the NAACP. And so, I mean... We stand a queen. We definitely stand a queen that's about her people, for her people. Um, listen, I, I am overwhelmingly proud of a, a, a fellow Black woman Florida attorney getting it done, getting elected. She is the first Black woman queer to be elected to office. Do that shit, sis do that shit the fact that people's sexuality has been holding them back is fucking insane what the fuck does who they sleep with gotta do with their intellect their ability to connect to their constituents their ability to understand comprehend develop implement policy what the fuck does a have to do with b i am glad and proud to see us finally transitioning out of that level of fucking stupidity especially for the state of Florida, because y'all know that we, we get a lot of shit wrong. We get, I just, you know, I want to go on record. I live in Orange County. My county went blue for the main, for the main event. Okay. <laughs> I just, I want to go on record. Do not associate me with the red ass counties. Cause I ain't got shit to do with it. I, I live in a historically blue County. I vote blue. <laughs> I did my fucking part. <laughs> I don't want no problems. Um, but yeah, I was very, very, very proud to see that Florida um, got got something right, got something right. We also had a lot of progressive initiatives on our ballot, um, and I'm I'm very curious to see what the final counts on those are going to be, and and whether or not they're actually going to be implemented, or if, uh, you know, or if the politicians are going to find a way to thwart uh, those progressive initiatives, but. You know, I, I am, those are my snaps. <laughs> Snap it up for Sis Rainer. Congratulations. I am very proud as a Floridian. I mean, 
my residence because <laughs> I'm a New Yorker and they closed the motherfucking casket. But you know, as a registered Floridian, I am overwhelmingly proud that you will be representing, even though it's not my congressional district, that you will be representing in uh, that you will be representing the state of Florida. Very, very proud. Um, another one of the first that we picked up is uh, Maury Turner. So she's the first non-binary Muslim woman to be elected to Congress out of Oklahoma. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to Oklahoma. Now, if you know me, I pretty much, I've been, if I haven't lived there, I've probably been there. I've been to Oklahoma once upon a time. I had a boyfriend that went to school there. So I have been to Oklahoma. I have a first cousin that lives in Oklahoma who has not gotten a visit because I'm really not trying to pull back up in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's Tulsa wasn't an accident, all right? Let's just leave it at that. I'm not trying to run up in Oklahoma. I'm just, <laughs> it ain't the place I'm trying to run up in. You know, if there have been some changes, then I'll, I'll wait for her to bring me up to speed on that. But that being said, it is impressive as fuck that a Black Muslim non-binary woman was elected out of Oklahoma. And she's a, not a Republican. I mean, I put that out there because if she was a Republican, it might make more sense. You know, at least you just be like, ah, well, you know, some people vote along party lines, so it is what it is. But she's not a Republican. So, wow. Wow. Very impressive. Very well done. Um, she's a millennial and she, I mean, she grew up on public assistance. She grew up in a single parent household and just... Shout out to her for going from public assistance to public office. Again, proof positive. You can give black women the scraps and we're going to still make a buffet out this bitch. So shout out to her. I look forward to seeing, um, I look forward to seeing her work. I look forward to seeing what kind of different initiatives she brings forward. I definitely look forward to see um, where she falls um, on initiatives that are just kind of like outstanding because a lot of work just has not been done this last year and some change uh, by Congress, you know, as everybody kind of just geared up for election 2020, there's a lot of work that hasn't been done. So I look forward to seeing where she kind of aligns herself with the outstanding work as well. And then last, but certainly not least, a name we are all extremely familiar with if you are, you know, someone who followed uh, Ferguson and, and the protests, Corey Bush says, we love to see it. We are proud of you. We are happy for you. What an example you are for your children, for your community, for all of us. I mean, just amazing. She was a pastor. Uh, she was a nurse. I mean, a way to go from the front line to the front line to the front line. We appreciate you. Um, just a little bit about her. She used to be homeless homeless. When I tell y'all Black women are magic, there is nothing that can hold us down but us. Nothing. If you throw the kitchen sink at us, we just gonna make a fucking jacuzzi. We just gonna make a jacuzzi. Uh, I mean, to see 
the progress to know her story, to read her story, to hear her story, to see how, you know, um, current events really threw her into activism and, and into her purpose and into her purpose. And she leaned in and now she is the first black woman elected to Congress out of the state of Missouri. Now, y'all remember I told you earlier, if I lived there, I've probably been there. Well, I lived in Missouri. For those of you who used to follow me on Twitter, you know, a million years ago, back in like 2011, 2012, you know that I lived in Kansas City, Missouri. You know the terrible experience I had there. I am always very vocal about how terrible my life was in Missouri or how terrible my experience, not my life, but my experience in Missouri was terrible. Um riddled with racism and honestly it was worse than living in florida if you can fucking believe that um but it is surprising it is energizing and it is empowering and encouraging to see that Corey has gone from homeless to pastor to nurse to activist to congresswoman that that is living the quote unquote American dream. That bullshit that they try to sell us. No, she's a real manifestation of what the American dream looks like because she's been kicked. She's been thrown down. Obstacles have been put in her way and she got herself through. She got herself through. And I'm sure not alone with love, with support, whether it was, you know, from her kids, her church, you know, uh, co-workers, classmates, mentors, whoever it may or may not have been that is a part of her tribe. But the point is she did not give up on herself. She did not succumb to her circumstances. She kept pushing and she is an absolute highlight of election 2020. I am awed and inspired by that woman. That being said, there was another, and, and this is not a woman, but Y'all know how I feel about my borough. So <laughs> I got to shout out the Bronx because uh, we elected, what's his name? Richie. I want to say Richie Jones. Let me see if I wrote it down. I want to say his name is Richie Jones. I don't, I didn't jot it down anywhere, but I definitely, uh, his, I, I think his last name is Jones, but anyway, he's the first uh, gay man to be elected um, or openly gay man. I won't say gay man because I don't know everybody's business, but he's the first openly gay man to be elected in the Bronx. And I'm super proud of that. I'm super proud of the progress. Um, you know, the Bronx is, the Bronx is a, a combination of cultures that are, really, really pro-machismo that have historically been anti-homosexual, um, absolutely behaved in homophobic fashions. And this, this is a true victory for the progress that is happening in the Bronx. I love to see it. I am proud of it. So shout out to my borough for that. And then one last shout out before we close out. 
I got to shout out all the fucking people in Georgia that got the state attorney the fuck up out of there that handled the Ahmad Arbery case. This is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been preaching about, about the importance of understanding that the local elections matter. The local elections are important. Your voice matters. Your vote matters. You don't have to be in the major parties to vote in the general elections, but you need to vote. You want to yell and scream about who's in 1600. That is not the person prosecuting you or not prosecuting your murderer. That's not who's doing it. That's your state attorney, the sheriff who should be out looking for the goddamn culprit. That's your local elections. So shout out to the Georgians or Georgians. I think it's Georgians, whatever. Shout out to them for getting her the fuck up out of that seat. That is how you make your voice heard. When your elected officials don't represent you and don't represent your interests, you vote their asses the fuck out. You about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. (laughs) That was top tier highlight of election 2020. Um, So as we all just try to keep our solace and keep our peace as they continue to count down for the quote unquote main event. Um, I encourage you to detach a little bit, turn the TV off, uh, turn off, you know, definitely turn off the news networks. <laughs> if you're not going to turn your TV off, kind of unplug from social media because it's hard to avoid it on social media. Um, if you are going to be on social media, much like myself, Seek out your favorite memers because the memes are saving us all. I've seen a really great meme that perfectly describes the state of the world right now. And the world is the Titanic half in and half out of the, out of the ocean. And the, <laughs> and the election, was it the election? I don't know. The elections are the Republicans, the Republicans. They're basically the, the band. Remember the band kept playing on the Titanic. They went down with the boat. Um, And that is a perfect description of what's happening right now. So if you are going to lean into social media, kind of lean into your favorite memers or like your favorite funny accounts so that you're not being overwhelmed and you're dated with up to the minute updates. You know, that shit is stressful. Every 30 seconds, the the color on the map is changing and, you know, it's like your hopes are up, then your hopes are low, then it's confusion. And, you know, don't forget don't forget, we still got the whole electoral college bullshit to deal with after this, um, you know, which is a large reason why everybody wants to make sure that uh, Biden, you know, bang, bang, bangs it home, you know, in extraordinary fashion, like in a landslide fashion, because we don't want any shits when uh, it's time for the electoral college. Um, but, you know, for your own peace of mind, disconnect, whatever else you do that use your spirit, do it. You know, I'm a runner, um, trying to get some runs in, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a gym rat, make sure you get to the gym. Maybe don't, <laughs> don't position yourself where you can see the TV. If you go to one of these gyms, uh, like Planet Fitness that has like a lot of TVs, uh, try to be, try to position yourself where the TV is not right in front of you so that you're not being unintentionally force fed what you're trying to dodge um do some activities call up your friends have a zoom happy hour 
depending on where you live at, maybe yeah don't have a happy hour outside i don't i feel like another wave of covid is about to hit and let's just try to stay as safe as possible but also let's you know we're not just protecting our physical we need to protect our mental and our emotional well-being um so i hope i was able to add a little cheer to the election 2020 season and hopefully relieve a little bit of that exhaustion from your life um, until next time, sis, you have a good one.